listening to Gizmonic Institute's radio. In the not too distant future, on no specific date, there were two guys with a mutual love of MST3K. They were on their way to watch a favorite show, but then things went bad as they tend to go. When they woke up, they were surprised to find they had been kidnapped by a scientist and launched into the sky. Now they're stuck in space until they've watched every episode of the show. That's the only way that Dr. Odd says he'll ever let them go. Now we invite you to join our heroes as they travel both near and far. Podcasting their grand adventures while hurtling through the stars. It's time for Gizmonic Institute's radio. So anyway, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's so good. You know what I mean? Just- no, I don't. I don't understand. So, okay, you leave it out in the sun for how long? And that's supposed well, to make it better. That is debatable. But true professionals like uh, no, no less than fifteen minutes, no longer than fourteen hours. Okay, I mean, you just you just delivered what you called a a, a turd talk to me, um, which is you up on a stage talking about all the different things you like to leave out in the sun, including a glass of milk. Yep. Um, I mean, that's not how you you make cheese. Is that how... No, that is, in fact, think? how you make cheese. How, how else do you think cheese is made? Have you guys ever thought about how you're, like, perfect for each other? Oh, what, what do you mean? Well, also, I want to say that, Dr. Odd, you spend a whole lot of time talking to one of your hostages. <clears throat> um, well... You do have two hostages. Hey, didn't you get the evite to the turd talk that I you just gave? I did not get an evite to anything. Well, I apologize. And that is that's actually not fair. I mean, it really is unfair. I should but have I- invited you both to the turd talk. <laughs> <laughs> but I also wanted to know, Doctor Rod, do you do you have any other friends besides Jeff? I have. T- I have I lots mean, of friends. Let's let's roll back on the f word here. Um, I mean, I mean Stockholm he's kind Syndrome. of your best friend. Well, I mean, I. I, okay, first my, of all, you know what my Seth mom is my said, best friend. Stockholm Syndrome does not a not friend vein. Yeah, well, Sto- Seth is my best friend, first off. Okay. Um, and then I guess you... Aww. Oh, yeah, remember, you're kind of mean remember to that me. guy? Seth. Uh, yeah. Seth? What are yeah. up to? I met him, like, one time. Who you cares? did. You threatened you know I mean? him one time, too. Who cares what that loser <laughs> is doing? Yeah. Uh, Isn't he with my robot, Spoonie? I, you know, I don't know. Um... But I do know that Dr. Odd would maybe be my third best friend, and... I'll take that. I mean, I mean that's not bad. Oh, we gotta keep ranking best friends. Okay. Well, I mean, that's it. Who's your fourth best friend? I, there's this guy named Daryl that I sort of, like... I saw him every once in a while at, like, the video rental store. It's a loyal name. Yeah. Wait, wait. Do you mean... Do you mean Daryl Robertson? Yeah. Do you know Daryl? Who worked at Video Works? Yeah, what do you mean worked? He still probably works there, right? Sure. Yeah, he's still there. Oh, that, it doesn't sound like he's still there, but he said he would never leave that place, no matter what. He was his heart and soul. Yeah, he would. He probably never leave there, unless by force or something. I mean, he would never leave. Did you do something to Daryl? What? Why? Wait, wait, first of all, how do you know Daryl? Uh, it's, it's a coincidence. I just... You said Daryl. I thought Robertson. That's a pretty normal. <laughs> yeah, you know, like John Smith, Daryl Robertson. Daryl Robertson. You know, there's so many in the phone book. I feel better. I was a little worried. Yeah. There's so many Daryl Robertsons that work at Video Works. Bec- 
because there are so many video stores. Right, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I have been up in space for a while, but I'm sure that the video rental industry is definitely still thriving. Oh, yes. Still, uh, you can still get all the latest blockbusters at them yeah. right now. Or even if they were and people were making jokes about them not thriving, then those would still be relevant, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, oh, good yeah. job. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, yeah, those jokes wouldn't be say- any cheaper than anything you could find at Circuit City, which I'm sure is still yeah, open. Totally. totally. Or at Radio Shack, even. Uh, Dr. Odd, did you know that you didn't have to kidnap us to make us friends? Maybe if he realizes that he can be our friends anyway, let us go. Tell that to Daryl Robertson. Wait. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I know you did something to Daryl. I think I see something in a jar. Oh, is that, is that jar labeled Daryl? Why is that jar uh, labeled Daryl? No, that, this jar? Yeah. yeah. No, no, that actually says Daryl. Oh, okay. okay. All right, I got, I got worried. Hey, what, wait, what is that? What is that? I had a friend named Darrell Robertson. Totally, but he's small world. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. No. Uh, what is that behind the jar over there? Is that a? Is that a bag? Is it? Was it? Is that filled with dimes? <laughs> yes. Is that? Is, is that what, the problem for you? Is it, is it labeled? What? Is it? What? Wait. Do, that says Daryl on it too. The bag. Yeah, the bag of dimes. Did well, you do something to Daryl? No, this is from the March of Dimes oh, that okay. I do <laughs> every year. I just wanted to make sure you didn't turn Daryl into a bag of dimes. No, that's, yeah. that would be crazy talk. Would all the dimes yeah. have Daryl's little face on him? I mean, I don't know. No, Instead I mean, of that other president? I mean, if, you know, if you sold Daryl to a pack of aliens from slavers... You know, from another galaxy. You know what I mean? He would be worth probably way more than those bag of dimes, I mean. Is my fourth best friend working in a spice mine somewhere? No, what? An alien spice mine. Okay, he works at an alien. <laughs> he works at an alien. He works at an alien video store. Okay. Oh, that's okay. What he works. All right. All right. That's that's fine. Because I know that was his passion um, based on the shared interest that we had and the 30 to 40 second conversation that long conversations that we'd have you know once every couple times a day uh, when I go into the video store so look you know, I, I tell I you what I tell you what I'll do I'll do this for you okay okay yeah when you guys you guys go do your audio log okay when you come back I can get Daryl on the phone yeah oh cool alright you okay, can talk to, to talk him to yourself okay yeah, sweet. And I'm sure he will tell you that he is fine and that he was not traded for a bag of dimes. Jeff, yeah, okay, yeah. We can't mess this up. We have to ask and see if he can... Remember to ask if he can help us get out. Okay, yeah. Get home. Yeah. Remember to ask. Mm-hmm. You remember? I will... You gotta remind me. Yeah, okay, make sure I'll you do that. You whatever, like, this guy's gonna do he's, Okay. He's working at right. an alien video store. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna get you right out of space. <laughs> yeah, you might... He might, you know, he, he, he's my fourth best friend. You know, you'd be surprised. Well, let's do an audio log. This is the audio log for MST3K Season 11, Episode 7, The Land That Time Forgot. Did you forget about this land? Oh, are we doing a thing? Yeah, I guess I forgot. I'm sorry. Yo, you, oh, you forgot about this. See is the audio log that Renee forgot. Are you proud of me? Yeah, it's good. Can I have a little pat on the back? Yeah, here you go. Just a little pat, 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 pat. There you go. Thank you very much. Nice. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah, uh, dinosaur movie, um, 
There's a lot going on in this film. I have a lot of feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can we can talk about them, but we first, sort through them. let's talk about this episode. Yeah. Well, I meant feelings about this episode. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Okay. So, <laughs> the uh, pre-commercial segment um, is uh, Joan and the bots are celebrating Gypsy's birthday. Woo. Yeah, which is uh, it's fun. Um, I don't know how Jonah would know. He might he might be like a like a rescue animal where you just pick a day and you're like yeah. it's his birthday. Like I know, I kind of feel like that's what it was. Probably. Um, but then. Uh, Tom and Crow like are like, oh, do we have birthdays? And Jonah's like, it's everyone's birthday. And then Gypsy doesn't want to share her birthday, which is a very Gypsy thing, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so then uh, Tom makes a wish and try- blows out his candle, and Jonah gets sucked up in a tube. Well, sh- we should have to do some analysis on who Gypsy is now, because the present Gypsy is a huge departure from the original Gypsy. Right. And so I'm still trying to figure out who Gypsy's character That's is. That's fair. Uh, I guess, yeah, I, I guess I can't just say it's a very gypsy thing, but I feel like she's, even even when she was the, like, kind of dumb version of gypsy, she was still kind of, like, the older sister, and I feel like that's what does an that mean? older, what does that entail? an older sister thing is to want your own birthday. Well, okay. I have no point of reference yeah, for this, I, I don't. Do you have an older sister? No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Except this, for your imaginary older sister, right. who actually happened to be a trash can with a... <laughs> Tube connected to it. Yes, and she always wanted her own birthday. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Why did it. it hang from the ceiling? <laughs> what? That's what Gypsy hangs from. Oh, okay. I see. You. Okay. Gotcha. Because Gypsy, I thought you were. See, I just imagined like a like a just a regular trash can that had like a tube hanging from it. <laughs> like, Keep talking about the movie. Yeah. All right. Um, so the first segment, um, the invention exchange. Uh, Jonah uh, and the bots invent a magazine called M Night Shyamalan Living, mm-hmm. which is uh, like just a home magazine, but it, every article has a twist. A twist. Which is fun. I like that. It was cute. Yeah, it was. It was a cute idea. Now, is there a so is there some way to tie in the term living in M. Night Shyamalan, or was it just, it was just Gucci? Sorry, say that again? His name? Uh, I, you heard me. Yeah. Yeah, I said his name, just yeah. like everyone does. M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah, that's what I okay. said. Okay, all right, all right, cool. I said M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Fair enough, all right. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you should see me with uh, the guy who plays uh, Sherlock. Oh, yeah? Benedict name. Cumberbatch? Oh, gosh. Bandy did. Bandy did. Yep, no, you got it. Yeah, M, M. Night Shemalian. Bandy did. Yep, I got it. Uh, did a great job. You did a very good job. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Let's Something about tying in the M. Night Shyamalan Oh, to, was there uh, like a particular movie that he made that they're referencing with the title or with magazine living or anything no i don't think i it think it's just, just like silly like household living like just like right a, it, like a 19 there wasn't something i was missing i don't joke. think so it was just a silly combination i stopped watching it, m night Shyamalan movies um a while back it, it would be like if i was like i'm making a magazine but it's bender jeans commissions yeah um yeah uh-huh. uh version of i don't know red book or something good housekeeping yeah it's like that's what that, that's what it is right yeah, yeah okay yeah it is yep uh, I, which benedict cumberbatch's version of good housekeeping what would that be i would just be like all the articles they're unpronounceable words okay. it's written in welsh oh okay so, gotcha yeah, that makes go. sense um the mads invention exchange is the elder pump um and when asked what it is they can't <laughs> explain what the elder pump is and um, yes and then they reveal yeah. that all of the inventions so far have been taken from riffs which is clever well and then they're like you know they're like you know it's an easter egg mm-hmm. and 
it had an interesting effect to actually reveal your Easter eggs partway through the show. Right. Um, one was I felt kind of silly for not noticing it. Yeah, uh, I mean, there are so many jokes per episode, so many jokes. though. Like the JPM. Is yeah, it well because each episode is what like 80, 90 minutes long. Yeah, right. And there's at least I don't know probably three riffs every ten seconds on average. Probably I, w- I would say. Um, so what that's like. Uh, 180 riffs a m- no that's not right that's 10 per 10 seconds so it'd be uh, 18 riffs a minute that's a lot of math yeah that's a lot of math um, yeah. I'm not good at math either yeah. <laughs> I think that means that there's 10,000 jokes per second I but. don't yeah I don't but there's a l- point being I think it divided there's a lot of uh, and, and some of the ones they reference were not like the standout jokes right, from the right. episodes but it was, it, Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what an Easter egg, right? Is that it's sure, subtle. Yeah, and the, yeah. the second thing is, is is that I felt robbed a little bit that I didn't get to have that discovery myself since they just uh, tell you. Yeah. It was kind of like, you know, when I was a kid and we played Nintendo 64 and you could have, like, Game Informer magazine and mm-hmm. things like that that would tell you where items were in games. Right, right. You have your Prima have strategy guide for Turok Dinosaur yeah, Hunter. And yeah, and, like, I always felt like that was just unpleasant to, to have that. Like, yeah. I, I didn't want to know. I wanted to find it. Right, so. right, right. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I think I'm just being a little pouty. No, I, th- I, 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 I totally understand that. Because, like, I mean, chances are, would we have ever discovered that on no, our own? Probably no, not. probably not. But, like, somewhere down the line, you know, we could be, you know, assuming we get back to Earth, you know, we're at a party. Uh-huh. Um, and then we meet someone, they're like, oh, uh, you like MSD3K? Hey, did you know about season eleven? All the invention exchanges were actually uh, yeah, and then we'd be like, sure, of course we know." No, but then it'd be like this kind of cool, like on the playground, uh, like it, when you were a kid growing up. It's like, "Oh yeah, I know the code to unlock the metal blood in Mortal Kombat." It's like it was really f- quick tangent here. <laughs> I do have to say really yeah, quick that uh-huh. it was really fascinating before like the internet was nearly as prevalent as it is, like mm-hmm. in the '90s when oh, yeah. we were kids. Yeah. Um, to me, it is fascinating that, like, information still got spread like wildfire. Like, oh, everyone yeah. knew that a Charizard sold for, like, $150 in eBay. Uh-huh. Like, I, I heard that from a kid who heard that from another kid. Right. And, well, and, and, the, and then there's always that one kid whose uncle works at Nintendo, right? Uh-huh. 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 And he knows, he knows all the secret codes to get the, the Mario levels. It was it was kind of interesting. Now, you know, now when stuff like that happens, I'm like, oh, we probably yeah. all saw it on Facebook. Yeah, so. yeah, or or it's like uh, let me quick Google search. Uh, no, that is actually incorrect. Yeah, Super Mario does not have a special I don't know butterfly suit that he wears. Right. If I beat uh, the Lion King in under thirty minutes, uh, Mr. Nintendo doesn't come up and <laughs> fly me to his mansion. Yep, it's not like a Ready Player One kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just the Lion King speed run. Is that what Ready Player One is? About? I don't know. I think so. <laughs> Did you really? The just last Starfighter. The last Starfighter was what I meant to say. <laughs> Did you really just throw down that reference? I meant to say the last Starfighter, but you Ready Player so One nonchalant. came out of my mouth, and <laughs> it, and I almost got away with it too. Uh, um, I was just impressed that you knew what Ready Player One is. I like, aren't we old? Yeah, we like, are. We, you look pretty old. I am old. Well, and also this diet isn't helping. My yeah, that's aging. true. Um, the uh, so this was kind of an interesting thing. The uh, the R and D guy on Moon th- uh, Moon fourteen, um, which is I, I'm pretty sure again voiced by Joel. Yes, yeah, it's sounding more like him. Is yeah. that possible? Uh, yeah, I think so. Maybe he's just talking more. It could be. Um, but he explains that uh, well, some of the movie spilled out, mm-hmm. um, and I think that was their cover for cutting some of the movie. Oh, I didn't notice because he talks about like there was some a bunch of people fighting on a submarine, 
Um, and that's what it because he, like opens up his shot back and he says that's what it looks like. And there was a riff towards the end where they're like, well, at least they died quickly, and then they died not too long after that. So do you think they just cut some of that out? Or I, I think because there are like several several different like times clues. people are like at, like first there's the Germans on the submarine, and then like the the Allies take over the submarine, and then the Germans get it back. But then mm-hmm. suddenly like the Allies are it's, kind of in charge it's again. It's just like, a zany romp with yeah. Nazi submarines. Mm-hmm. Well, well, they're, they're not, not Nazis. Nazis. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tagline for this episode. Well, they're no, not, not Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think that there there was some of the submarine shenanigans that uh, they cut out of the movie, which is Got fine on? with me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the second segment, um, they do a skit from the movie, which is always a classic uh, joke, joke them up. Um, they use Gypsy as a periscope, which I thought was, that was so very cute. delightful, where he just sticks his head in Gypsy's mouth. She's, and she's like, I hate playing U-boat. Yeah. <laughs> but she says, I hate playing U-boat because uh, Jonah's head is yeah. in, her, in her mouth. That was so adorable. Um, they are attacked by a space squid that looks like it's made out of Legos but has a Tom Servo mouth. Uh-huh. Um, and then that kind of just, like, they explain to it they're not an actual submarine, and then it just, like, goes away. Do you think they 3D printed that? Oh, absolutely. I, I'm pretty sure they 3D printed most of the stuff uh, that they have on the set of this uh there is this new, the revised episodes. No one on this world that I would be happier to, to just be like, yes, you have a 3D printer mm-hmm. than, than the people who make Mystery Science Theater. It's oh, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the right people for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the right people have, have 3D printer. I mean, and look, and they've got a bunch Putting of cool, like, use. laser etching stuff, too. Like, if you think back to the uh, Reptilicus, where oh, they have yeah. all the monster cutouts. Yeah, there's several like, episodes of the... Yeah, where games. they do... they do And the um, Cry Wilderness board game thing that they made. Mm-hmm. That was fun, too. Um, segment three, um, Joan and the Bots. Do you think they're going to, like, sell... Or, I guess, this, the... This first season's already over, but mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to sell all of these items. Oh, the props? Yeah. Maybe. I, I bet they're, uh, they'll keep them around for as long as they, uh, um, as long as the Live? show's still on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, right. Hopefully as long, right. As, okay. no, as, well, as long as the show's still on Netflix, because if right. I remember correctly from the first run of this series, they're, uh, they reuse the props a lot. Yeah. And I think they could probably use them as callbacks for jokes and stuff. So it'd be fun to see all of those like cut out wooden monsters like doing something else. Yeah, again. but just imagine if we decked out this spaceship with like all the props. That'd that. be really cool. We'll have to talk to Doctor Odd about getting some of our credit cards back so we can go on an eBay spending spree. You think that anything that has our name on it will work with a credit card uh, that's now? That's fair. That's fair. Uh, uh, what do you think he's bought? Uh, man, hopefully all of the props from season yeah. eleven MSD three K, but probably just a bunch of food and wigs and dumb stuff yeah. that we don't care about. Okay. So segment three, Joel and the boss talk about uh, what a uh, dinosaur tastes like, mm-hmm. um, and then the Mads talk about that. Which they, 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 think, they say that it would taste like fish, which I think is funny because the, the plate that they bring in clearly just is just fish. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's not even remotely close to, like, they didn't even use, like, food dye or anything to but make what it What is green. a plesiosaur but just a giant fish dinosaur? Right, but the, the, <laughs> the, the monster that they killed is clearly, like, a murky green color with, like, right. scales. Yeah. And they, they, like... They're like, well, that would be hard to eat. It's like, well, <laughs> it's a film. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a movie. There's not actually dinosaurs either. Yeah. <laughs> you could just... <laughs> maybe it'd be like an avocado. 
you, you know. It yeah, you kinda, could put, yeah, put an avocado peel on it. That would have been very convincing. Yeah, they could have. Uh, they didn't have me working on this movie. It's clearly just fish. They so. probably didn't have the budget for a bunch of avocados either. They had the budget for food coloring. Yeah. For C. Um, but uh, the Mads opened a dinosaur restaurant on Moon 14. Um, they use uh, like a fairly close knockoff of the Buffalo Wild Wings logo mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. for the restaurant. It's called the Mesozoic Ranch. And they have a fun little jingle. Um, Lots of jingles. Yeah. The, well, the jingle changes words every time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fun. I like this skit a lot. It's fun. They do a lot of plays on words. John asks them if it's cruelty free. And in, in mad scientist fashion, they answer, oh, so no, we are very cruel to them. I like the goofy, badly photoshopped. Yep. Images of the, the crew interacting with dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I, I like the fiction. Because the original uh, Gizmonic Institute had, like, a Gizmonic burger shop outside mm. the front of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I like the idea of, of the Mesozoic Ranch being oh, outside man. the that uh, means Moon 14. That there's a crossover with the universe of Hello from the Magic Tavern. Oh, yeah. Just because it's behind a restaurant. Oh, be- because it's behind a burger that's, king? That's proof that... <laughs> <laughs> it all takes place in the same universe. Uh, okay, all right, it's, it's canon, yeah, because there there are two things that happen behind restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get yeah. it. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Thank you. I like this. All Can right, I have it back. Uh, yeah, here you go. Thank you. Here's your dumb idea back. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh. It's a fun idea. Um, segment four. Crow asks Jonah about uh, what he'll be when he'll become a human, um, and he. He's talking through this with Jonah as though it's some sort of metamorphosis, which is, which is going to happen, which is a reference to the movie how one of the cavemen characters think that he's just going to become evolved, like he's going to just turn yeah, into Yeah, remind a, me to speak to that point later, because yes. I have a lot to say about it. That's fair. Um, and then he turns out he doesn't want to become a human, so then he has Jonah, uh, quote-unquote, turn off the, the part of him that would make him change, which doesn't exist in the first place, but Jonah is more than happy to uh, say boop, beep, boop, and press some fake buttons and uh, help out crow so uh, the final segment um uh jonas sends a bottle into space with a message in it um with a bunch of gibberish and uh, other things but also a plea for rescue and uh sort of rang a bell didn't it yeah (laughs) it sort of does um we haven't actually tried a message in a bottle for us like uh, i don't think have we oh we did well we did a uh a cassette tape. Oh, right? that's right. We did a cassette tape. Uh, well, yeah, I guess it, it would. We would be like Wiley e. Coyote and the Looney Tunes, where if something didn't work for a very specific reason, we should not try it again, even though it was a good idea. <laughs> that was that was always like just my turn for tangent. That always bugged me about the uh, Wiley e. Coyote Looney Tunes. Is like he would try a thing, and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, uh, so." like this this didn't work because the roadrunner lit the fuse on this bomb but it would have worked otherwise so you could refine the plan yeah just get another bomb and then just like make sure the roadrunner doesn't light the fuse this time i think that you know wiley coyote just didn't have good self-esteem like he didn't workshop anything enough because he's like oh it's a dumb idea yeah or or maybe it's like a metaphor for like add like, yeah, he just did not have the attention span to like that was his like he, he was fighting his crippling ADD while mm-hmm. also trying to survive. I'd watch the the dark musical based on <laughs> <laughs> the ro- Road Runner. Yeah, what that's a great. Called? No, that would be perfect for yeah. Road Roadrunner. Uh, road um, no one so despite all odds, <laughs> no one even cares. I'm Wiley Coyote, and I can't. Kill this bird. Nice. 
that's good. It was it it almost rhymed, and which I liked about it. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's our, it's modern. Yeah, it's, our, you it's know, like Andrew Lloyd Webber. It turns of. its nose up at conventional rhyming. Songs. Right, right. It's not iambic pentameter. It's something else. Yeah, it's that you iambic. Slam Tameter. Nice. Thank you. Yes. Can you like edit it so that like iambic and slam tameter are closer together so it looks nope. like I spun that off the dome nope. really nope. fast? No, not doing that. Okay, all right, gotcha, gotcha. Um so uh against all odds, TV son of TV's Frank um actually receives the message in a bottle um and talks about how he's gonna send a care package, and then Kinga tears up the message, glares at him, tells him to push the button. Episode's I th- over. I feel like it would be fun if he was up on the ship with Jonah sometime. Yeah, I would like to see a, and this may happen later in the season again, um, we have not watched past this point of season 11, um, because we want the first time we see these episodes to be the time we're watching them for the show, so uh, um, that may happen at some point where uh, Kinga and TV's son of TV's Frank get to do some riffing, but I I would love to see that Oh, that'd be great, yeah. Yeah. Because they did that, I I believe, in one of the later seasons of MSD3K, where they have uh, Brain Guy and Bobo and Pearl Forrester switch places with the uh, with Mike and the robots, mm-hmm. and uh, they do they do a short segment of riffing. So that would be uh, that would be fun. So uh, speaking of riffing, did you have any favorite riffs in this movie? I honestly had a lot. Um, All right, uh, I had two. I had two that I wrote down that okay. tickled my fancy enough for me well, to pick you go up the first, pen. Then. Um, so the. The uh, when the um, Allied forces uh, their boat sinks, they're on a lifeboat. They see the German U-boat. They decide to board it, and they get in a scuffle with the Germans. And the uh, there's one lady uh, who's with them, and she just like shoots a guy with a pistol, mm-hmm. and uh, like one of the one of the Englishmen who's like with them like turns kind of horrified and just like slowly like reaches out and takes the pistol out of her hand uh-huh. and Jonah goes uh, uh, here just uh, let me take that from you that's uh, that's enough fun for today I think yep, <laughs> like, yep. is, is I wrote that one down one. too it was very funny um, and then uh, the, the other one that I really liked was uh, so they're on a submarine so the captain would give an order and then everyone somebody on the crew repeats yeah. the order um, and so they spend a few scenes looking through uh, a microscope at stuff and when they're done with the microscope uh, Joan will go up microscope and then when the boss will go up microscope yeah, and that, that also I wrote tickled, that one me, down too. Very tickled good. me quite a bit. And that was a running throughout. Yes. Yeah, throughout. Uh-huh. yeah. It happened two or three times. Yeah. Uh-huh. Alright. What about you? What were some of the, your favorite riffs that I didn't say? Yeah. I was surprised how many I wrote down but I kept thinking like oh I really like that one. I really like that one. So uh, it's okay to like a lot of things. It is. Yeah. I'm full of like. Uh, <laughs> I wrote down the ones that you said. Okay. As well as one that was really dark, but really, like, just tickled me was, war is basically a bunch of people pulling pranks at each other, but at the end, they all die. That <laughs> was a was, very good one. It was like, it was like, I don't know, it just makes me think of how many times, like, things like that is depicted as, like, zany, and then it's like, yep. oh, yeah, they, they, they no, die at the end. That's... <laughs> horrible it's just really dark but it was just on point um and then i also have um a three doug mcclure <laughs> they, they have a parody of gilligan's island yeah three doug mcclure a three doug mcclure and that made me so happy because the other part of it was a traditional parody mm-hmm. where like they they replaced it with things that made sense for the context that they were in and then 
this a three word <laughs> doesn't make sense in either context. Well, it fits a three hour <laughs> tour. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I it, know. It, it, like, but it, it doesn't make any actual sense other than it, it matches the lyrics perfectly. Yeah, and is that's amazing. why it made me so yeah, happy. Yeah. Is that it wasn't just a parody. It was like a broken parody yeah. that was that fit really well though, and it was just it cracked me up. That was amazing. Uh, cool it with the maracas. They're gonna hear us. Mm-hmm. When yep. When the guys are standing and the cavemen are standing in the bush. Yes. There's like a weird maraca sound for some reason. Yeah. And then uh, again, and the the poignant. There were a lot of poignant commentary things happening in this one. Uh, the the white guy checklist. Yeah. Was <laughs> pretty amazing. <laughs> Destroy the natural resources. Yeah. Enslave, enslave the, the local, local population. Yeah, yeah. Kill some endangered species. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'll, I'll stop there. I have more written down. No, no, you continue, please. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, the elusive stick shark. It was towards the beginning. It was just the the top of the submarine was sticking oh, out of the Oh, I didn't catch that. And one. Uh, that one really was, is the kind of joke I would have made when I was eight years old <laughs> and I was watching the first. So you Mr. felt Mr. like Zeiss a sense Theater. of com- camaraderie. With well, it. it really tickled me because okay. it just. It t- tuned into that sense of humor that they had back then, which I really liked that. And, uh... MST3K is for all ages. And then also I wrote, uh, not at all like a big raw snake when they're eating this time. <laughs> so they're asking yeah. how it tastes. Yeah, and then, uh, Doug McClure no, takes, not, a, like, a, a tentative bite of yeah, it. Yeah, oh, not, a, not <laughs> at all like a big raw snake. So that's all I got. That was, uh, those were all very good. Yeah, this one, this, uh... I did want to comment on a riff. Yes, yes, please uh, do. Yeah, because this is also the segment where we talk about things that we noticed and felt the desire to comment on. I like I how you always present actual... it like an, it's a new idea. <laughs> well, what there, we... this may be someone's first episode of our show. Fair enough. And, I, and to them, the idea of l- noticing something and then feeling the desire to comment on it's it. It's pretty revolutionary. Maybe a new idea, yeah. Um, so I just wanted to comment that how uh, how bad they are at singing Yankee Sax, especially considering how good they are at singing everything else. Yeah. They're very mm-hmm. musical; they sing everything. Um, but their version of Yankee Sax just sort of sounded like somebody using like a leaf blower. <laughs> it sounded like they're trying to sing Yankee Sax in a round. Yes, yeah, they like they weren't in the same spots or something. <laughs> so or, I thought, or one of them didn't really know how Yankee Sax went. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 exactly. And and so I thought you and I could have a yak off. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize what that sounded like <laughs> no, until I fine. said it out loud. All right. So let's have a yak off. <laughs> oh, All right, Smirnoff. Okay. All right. Oh, so what does this entail? Uh, I think that we both get two point five seconds to sing Yaggedy Sax. Okay. Who does Not together, but separately. Yeah. All right. Go. Me? Yeah. Okay. No, uh, time's up. Uh, oh, no! <laughs> uh, just kidding. No, go ahead. And then, then it. Oh, is that, that it? That's 2.5 seconds. Okay. Right, just oh, it, was like, yeah, it was like a second, but okay, here's mine. See, you have really good articulation. I think this was missing. Yeah? You could have coached them. I could have. I could have. They could have called you on. You had, yeah. a, had a headband and a jumpsuit. Uh, yeah, it says Yakety Sax Consultant. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And you mm-hmm. show up, yep. you hand out Disney cards. Talk about how my grandpa knew Benny Hill's uncle. Uh-huh. They both worked for Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'd be, uh, it'd be, it was a real networking opportunity that I think everyone missed yeah. out on. Um, anything else that you noticed and felt the desire to comment on? Mm. I mean... Or you, oh. do you want to start talking about the actual film now? Yeah, it's something I know. Several things that I noticed about the movie that I wanted to comment. Okay, on, let's so, do it. You know, let's do it. Move over to that. Yeah, let's move over to that. Move on over. Mm-hmm. There's a transition yep. music. Mm-hmm. 
It's like a little, like a, a star wipe across the screen. So th- I will say that the beginning of this movie, I felt like started off mm-hmm. much better than a lot of the movies that we've seen for sure. Mystery Science yeah. Theater. Like it was still like not necessarily good. <laughs> no, no. But but it was, I was somewhat interested to see what happened. We had mm-hmm. some German officers in a U-boat yep. who fired upon a civilian uh, ship that but happened to be carrying weapons as well. Right. And so then we have the passengers of the civilian ship who are both appear to be British and American. Or is McClure the only one who's American? Yes. Yep. Okay. So mostly British. Um, and uh, the survivors gather on one lifeboat and then they see the, the, the submarine uh, ascend. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ubmerge? Ubmerge? Yeah, it's not submerge. I I, I was fine with Ascend, (laughs) but then you just looked at me and just said (laughs) Ubmerge. Upmerge? Yes. They upmerge? Yeah. And uh, Doug McClure, the American, is Mm -hmm. like, we have to take over that submarine. I I somehow know a German 1916 U-boat like the back of my hand. Yeah, and and then the people in the boat are like... I don't know, man, maybe not. And Doug McClure's no like, no, we should. And then everyone's like, okay. <laughs> All right. You I, convinced us. I guess we better, after we've just been sunk and we've barely survived. Mm-hmm. You and your cavalier American attitude. Good thing we have a bunch of guns and other weapons on board. There are this a lifeboat. lot of guns. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they commandeer the sh- uh, submarine with yep. minimal casualties. Mm-hmm. And uh, they make buddies with the the captain. Eventually. Eventually, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, but they tell the captain to start sailing for America. Right. And the captain tricks them by making the compass point. Well, the evil, so there's like the captain who seems just like a, like a, I guess, nice enough guy. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it D2? Yeah. And then there's like the evil first mate who's always, he's the one uh, like causing all the shenanigans. Yeah. And he wanted, and he made it so that they're going to South America instead of North America so that they could drop off the passengers. Mm-hmm. But then they went too far south. They went too far south. They went south for six days before anyone noticed that they weren't going the right direction. Yeah, they weren't going east. And someone was like, oh, there's a rock on the compass. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess because I you're not like I, on deck on... of the submarine all the time, right? You're just in it? Right. So I guess that was the first time they came up in six days. It, I could have been. I don't know. I don't know how submarines work. Um, I assume that they probably don't want to just like because there was a one time they saw a boat, and then the boat tried to, like, blow them up. I so. just felt like they really, really trusted the the people who they had taken over the ship of yeah. to take them in the right direction. They, yeah, they really did. And uh, in six days They're like, about, oh, did I kill your friends that you've been in the submarine with underwater for gosh knows how long and probably have some sort of bond? Did, did we throw some of your friends into the ocean in our fight? Right. Don't mind that, but do please take us where we want to go, <laughs> and we'll just trust that that happens. Yeah, we'll just we'll just be cool. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like really making Google Maps mad. Like you killed Google Photos, and then you ask Google Maps to give you directions somewhere. <laughs> it works. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> I think I just like was temporarily sent into a coma. <laughs> That's fair. I was like trying to process it and I just shut down, but I've rebooted. Um, maybe I am turning into a robot, like a Golu, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, then they go to the magical island of dinosaurs. Now, I do want to say that, yes. th- which is called Capron- Caperone. Yep. Uh, Capricorn? Mm-hmm. Something? Sure. Yeah. And it's like, because uh, they make a, one of the riffs is like, yeah, I know a, a crappy crapola. Yeah. Yeah. Th- 
uh, it's Bender Dan Cambybe mm-hmm. in Shalala yeah. is there on yep. Caperonimus. I think it's just Caperone. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we'll say that. We'll say that. I did want to say that even though it was obviously uh, like a, you know, a cheap special effects from a bygone era, I thought right. the tunnel entrance to the island was really cool. Yeah. I don't know why. There's something about that that I found very spooky and very claustrophobic. They actually had some good uh, special effects. In yeah. This, in this like, not good all no. the time, but like. There were moments where I was like, this captured my imagination. Yeah, yeah. For MST3, like, the models actually had, like, fidelity. Like, they would they would make riffs about, like, it being a model mm-hmm. instead of, like, a real ship or a real submarine. But, like, those didn't land as well as they did with some of, like, the cheesy Japanese yeah. ones where it is obviously, like, a toy boat or, like, a Roger Corman one where it's just, like, that's a child's toy that it's, is in a bathtub. It's just a bath yeah. toy, yeah. Um, no, I, I agree that they that some of the, and so at this point I was kind of like, wow, I am actually kind of getting interested in this movie, and they mm-hmm. developed all these things, and that's just where it kind of. Uh, as soon as they actually get to the 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 land that time forgot, the yeah. titular, the eponymous it land, just becomes a complete wreck at that. Yeah, point. yeah. So, uh, what didn't you like about the land that time forgot then? So many things. Yeah. Because at that point, they, they, they enter the island, they see that there's dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Right away, they begin killing uh, dinosaurs yep. with guns. Yeah, to be fair, self-defense. Which, yeah, but it just happens over and over yeah. and over and over again. Most of the scenes from that point on are people, like, firing, a, like, a million bullets at a dinosaur, and then the dinosaur eventually falling over. There, yeah, uh, there's, there's several really gnarly dinosaur deaths in this movie mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. when the allosaurus just gets stabbed through with the triceratops horn mm-hmm. or the one where there's like those two uh they're not triceratops but they've got like the sp- the spiky plates on their heads yeah yeah and like they shoot it with the cannon from the submarine yeah there's like and a big like, chunk out of it and then it like cries and dies yeah yeah um so the, the rest of the movie is basically murdering dinosaurs mm-hmm. Uh, enslaving local populations yeah. and murdering, local and murdering populations. a bunch of yeah. them mm-hmm. uh, and then murdering each other Yep. and everyone becomes pretty terrible and you don't really care who lives or who dies because they're all clearly horrible Right. there's right. no motivation to care about the characters I was rooting for the indigenous peoples through most of them yes they mm-hmm. seem to be like the most humane yeah. um, and then something or that at least like the least uh, guilty of like a thing so when we meet the indigenous people there mm. we are introduced to this concept that that they may or may not turn into different types of yeah beings. there's the bolu who are like the the like crow there's the bolo ties and then there's there's the, the yolo solu. you only live once <laughs> yeah, there's the solo and then there's the gola gola islands yeah and then the golu who are like the uh the almost almost human kind of uh or almost uh homo sapien right like and then, and then and then they they study the water and they see that the water has all these different stages of evolution going on mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And and so they they really seem like they're going somewhere with that. Right. Like perhaps we're going to witness some sort of miraculous evolution. Like they'll they'll meet like the humans that evolved beyond like modern humans mm-hmm. like on Or someone who drank the water which they were worried about drinking the water will mm-hmm. change in some way. Yeah. And so they they planted all these seeds. And then they failed to water them. Yep. And nothing grew. And nothing yep. came of it. And it was so pointless. And it just made me bad. It was all It was all just, like, 
Yeah, because the, the setup was really kind of interesting. Like, yeah. I was also expecting, like, there to be some sort of payoff. Like, oh, yeah. they'll Like, I was expecting them because they, they kept going there. Like I said, there were the three tiers of, uh, of indigenous peoples. And I kept thinking there was going to be, like, a fourth tier of, like, hyper-evolved. Like, like aliens or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, like, like they're just like beams of light or something yeah we just know. made this movie a thousand times better dinosaurs yeah. and aliens mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah thank you you're welcome thank you're welcome thank you thank you're welcome thank you're welcome um but yeah that didn't happen so i, I kind of feel like maybe the the, the person who wrote this movie mm-hmm. like they put it off until like the night before they started filming okay and they had to have a finalized draft and uh they were typing and typing they're getting kind of into it and they're like yeah and this part happens and then they, they fell asleep <laughs> and then they woke up and it's 5 a.m. and the script's due at 6 a.m. And he's like, uh, 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 dinosaurs, fire explosion, bad, boom, message bottle, <laughs> yep. done. And then he like, he like slammed it on the desk and he's like, I did it. Um, that's the impression that I get. See, I, and I thought that the, you had this writer who's like setting up all this stuff. And then they got, you know, to the, to the part where they're, like, refining the oil and, like, they're getting in the fight with, like, the, the second of the three tribes. And then someone, like, the producer came down like, hey, so uh, this movie's already over budget, so you got to finish the movie. And they're like, well, but we have this whole reveal where we meet the top tier of humans and, like, you know, you have to forge peace, but then, then they're unworthy of it. And then, no, 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 just uh, blow up some stuff. Throw some <laughs> fire at Doug McClure. Give the people what they they want yeah. high on that guy's brother. Yeah, thanks, brother. Hey, hold my hand. Hey, all right, let's skip. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, that happened, and I, I think either one or a mixture of the two could have happened. Yeah, like or or the writer was like, oh man, okay, okay, because they they do a riff at the end where they're like, okay, so what is because so, the movie starts out with uh, the old grizzled sea captain finding this message in a bottle, which is essentially the script of the movie. Um, it is uh, Doug McClure and his uh, blonde, I guess now, wife, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their relationship was before, but they're the only two. I think it's co-survivor. Yeah, co-survivor. Um, and uh, But, like, oh, that's another thing that bugged me, is at the end he's like, oh, well, we love each other, so it's not so bad. It's like they did nothing to develop their relationship yeah. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I kept wondering if they were in a relationship. Right the whole time like, like occasionally he would sort of like reposition her yeah. he'd be like don't stand here stand here yeah. and that was about the extent <laughs> you forgot of, you're blocking yeah that was about the extent of uh, affection that was shown between them throughout the movie and, right. and she hardly had any dialogue and like she like, just occasionally she would look in a microscope and she'd be like spawn yeah she was there to be saved and to deliver a few lines about biology spawn spawn um yeah and so like they, they did a riff where they're like, so what is a sea captain supposed to do? Is he supposed to, like, go rescue them and this island of dinosaurs that he doesn't know where it is? But, like, mm-hmm. I feel like if they would have ended the movie with, like, and then we discovered this higher intelligent species that... Like, again, another place like, it could have gone. You, well, but then, like, what... How does that tie back to the letter? Like... Because you you would assume that like a species of higher intelligence than modern humans would have like some sort of like flying saucer or something that could have rescued them, they would have needed to send a letter. Uh, maybe they wanted to live with the aliens. Maybe yeah, I don't I don't maybe know. Maybe they were kidnapped and being studied. They could have been, but then why would they throw the, the bottle? They I get guess? rescued. Yeah, true. That's just fair. like us. We got kidnapped. Um, see, and we found a solution to that possible writing problem in about three seconds. Yay! Um, all right, are you ready to do a twenty second recap? Oh gosh. Because um, we've already done kind of a bit of a recap, we have. so you kind of have your uh, you kind of had. I got kinda, the point. The points yeah. plotted out. Yep. Yeah. All right. On your mark, get set. 
20 second recap. Okay, the submarine upmerged, and then all of a sudden everyone was like, hey, get off my boat. And they're like, no, you get off my boat. And they went back and forth and back and forth. And then they drove into an island in their boat, and then the boat came up, and then they fought a bunch of dinosaurs. And then they were supposed to be sacrificed, and then they had to leave, and then the submarine sank, and they threw the boat on the water. Nice, 18, 18.91 seconds. That's a good one. Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, that pretty much encapsulates the entire film. Encapsulates like a message in a bottle. Yep. If, if, yep. Nice. Zing. You got it. Um, all right, rate this episode. Uh, or do you want to rate the film first? No, rate the film first. How do you feel about this film? I feel like the fact that the beginning to middle was actually approaching good mm-hmm. actually it hurts the overall score of this movie because okay. it's so, so such a crushing disappointment it's like it's like m night Shyamalan's most recent movie split uh, yes yeah. it is like that <laughs> okay so i'm gonna give it a five out of ten okay all right i would give this movie probably a five out of ten also all right just because it's like like they're are some visually interesting things that they do some of the backgrounds and the set design is interesting that they you know they come up even though you can tell it's just like a flat matte painting in the background it's still a very well painted matte painting mm-hmm. um but there's enough there are enough scenes that are just nothing happening yeah it's just like a guy crawling around the jungle looking at a dinosaur while holding a gun mm-hmm. like or people like glowering at each other while sweating on a submarine that mm-hmm. this is not like it, it just doesn't it doesn't come through as a, as it's a movie. amazing because it's like it has i don't know how it can be a dumb action movie and also like really boring at the same time yeah yeah that is well there's just not enough action i, know, I think it's, is it's the, a uh, dumb action movie at the end yeah. where there's no action <laughs> It's not like there's not like, you know, intellectual conversations that are going on that like people right. are like, oh, this is slow pace. But, the, you know, well, and the stakes always feel so low, too. That's my thing. That yeah. The stakes feel low because you don't care about the characters. Right. Yeah. Like none of them have really like the, the, the character that I think becomes the most endearing is probably the German officer, the captain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't really do anything. No, no. He just. Yeah. He just dies in an exploding submarine Mm -hmm. so yeah i'd also give this film a five what about the episode how do you feel about this episode that arc affected my feelings about the episode too because i was getting frustrated so i wasn't listening as much to the riffs in the second half instead of being like why can't it be the way i want it to be (laughs) um but i did think that it was very funny episode they did a great job um and a lot of the skits were cute yep i'm gonna give it a 7.58 okay all right, I, I give this one a 8.5. I thought it was a, a really fun episode. The riffing was good. The skit, like you said, the skits were fun. Um, nothing uh, skit-wise particularly stood out to me other than yeah, like I just Jonah sort of, putting his head in Gypsy's mouth. That one yeah. made me laugh. Like the, the, the Buffalo Wild Wings parody one, like I like smiled and nodded. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. like tickling. I liked I liked the uh, the jingle that just became self aware at mm-hmm. the end and then yeah. started making up its own words to itself. There's stuff that I liked. I didn't yeah, like crack yeah. up or anything. And it had a. Uh, it wasn't like the the puppets from the the dinosaur in the West one. Do you remember? Yes. Oh, like the yeah. That yeah. They where, had. Yeah. Where they? Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. That was so that funny. Was, like. Yeah. That was cracking up good. so hard. Um. And and they're just like. There were a lot of riffs that, like you said, made us 
laugh, but nothing was like, you know, rolling on the floor laughing. Yeah. Like yeah. it was good. It was a solid episode. Like yeah. I, I enjoyed it through and through, but it wasn't it wasn't that top tier mm-hmm. MSD three K episode. So do you want to read some letters from our friends? Let's read some letters from our friends. Okay, cool. If you want to write to us, um, we have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio. Every time we're about to record an episode, we put out a post saying, hey, we're about to record an episode, and then uh, ask people for, um, you know, comments, thoughts, uh, things. Um, I also ask people for not only thoughts about this episode, but their favorite type of dinosaur. So Your we hair will... looks nice. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so does yours? Oh, I just said it was such No, no, but I it, I just didn't know what that's what we were doing. But your hair does look nice. Thank you. So, that's good. Our friend Steve wrote in. Hello, Steve. Hello, Steve. Um, he says, my favorite gag was down microscope, uh, particularly yeah. the second time they did it. We agree with you, Steve. That was a very good okay. gag. Um, Artie, which is the name of uh, the caveman, which uh, I... Until, oh, um. Uh, well, um? A-H-M, right? Oh, Artie. Artie the... Uh, yeah, sorry. Artie, the R&D guy, which he spells A-R-D-Y, but I thought it was just R-D, like two letters, oh. like R-N-D. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he mentions he spilled part of the movie it looks like guys fighting on a submarine presumably that's when mcclure takes back control of the sub so we didn't get to see that which is what we thought yeah yeah like because it just sort of skips from him being a uh, prisoner again to being back oh, in charge oh i know what you're talking about yeah. now. i thought it was the end of the movie but you're no right. no it's, i it's think the first yeah. submarine conquering yeah um, ordinarily, I'm a fan of submarine movies, but this one was never particularly a favorite. So what we have here is a novel by Burroughs and a screenplay screenplay by Moorcock. You'd think it had been more exciting? Question mark. Uh, <laughs> granted, anytime you have an ERB novel, uh, you're going at Edgar Rice Burroughs. Uh, you're going to have science that gives you a headache. But in the books, that thrilling adventure lets you overlook that. Here we get puppets, which is a, is a uh, interesting concept. You, if you have a, uh, you're adapting a, a book that has both action and like weird science stuff and the, a lot of the science stuff is just talking mm-hmm. that's going to definitely make it into a movie the action stuff especially back in like the 50s and 60s like may not be in the movie as it would have been in the mind's eye of like the reader of the novel mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I totally get that also rice burrows sounds like a really good brand of cereal <laughs> rice burrows yeah i'd eat rice burrows <laughs> It's like, uh, what kind of animals live in a burrow? Like a rabbit? Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, like, uh, it's like it, the rabbit would be the mascot, but not exactly. the tricks rabbit. It'd be like, it'd be like a realistic rabbit. Yeah, a realistic rabbit. Yeah. Like those, uh, like the Kashi cereals. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite dinosaur type. I'll go with zombie T-Rex being ridden by a Norish wizard detective and a one man band playing polka. Ooh. I didn't say favorite uh, real dinosaur, so I think that's a uh, um, a perfect answer. Um, our friend Joel writes in, not Joel from MSD3K, but Joel, Hello, Joel. from just like uh, the internet, um, which is Joel still. Yeah, cool. you, you yeah. always say that with such disappointment. Yeah. Poor Joel. We, <laughs> Joel, we're very happy to hear from mm, you. It's yes. not your fault that you. That have you're not the Joel, <laughs> and you have his name, or maybe he has your name. I don't know. Um, he says favorite dinosaur type, maybe the water kind or Pikachu. Aww. Um, I mean, who's to say that Pikachu is not a dinosaur? Yeah. Not you? me. 
because I don't know enough about Pikachu or dinosaurs. He probably to has say. an uncle who works at Pokemon. Yeah, who and works at knows that Nintendo. that's coming up as an explanation mm, for where yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon or dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. There's just a a whiteboard with uh, Sigiro Miyamoto in, uh, mm-hmm. and he's just written Pokemon equals dinosaurs, <laughs> and uh, everyone's just like nodding and smiling at him because mm-hmm. um, he has lots of good ideas. Um, our friend Travis writes him. Hello, Travis. Um, oh, this is. Uh, a, Triku, I think was his nickname, because uh, he wrote a haiku oh, and his name is uh, yeah Trev Triku. Tri- um, he says uh, a tri- a Triku here makes me sound like I'm some from uh, from some anime, which is that's oh fine. that's I, very cool. I mm-hmm. can see you powering up as you write these letters in. Yep, that's that's how you get your power. You're like, oh, You're like oh, I need to reach 500 word count power level. Um, I forgot <gasps> most of this movie, har har har, because it's the land that time forgot. Ah. Um, recently, I found it fascinating that Troy McClure on The Simpsons is based on this real guy, which oh. makes sense, because that's essentially the same guy. Um, I also enjoyed references to the Jim Henson's Dinosaur Show. Yes, that was... Yeah, movie-wise, I kind of like the settlement building part, but I think that's because of all the base-building video games I play a lot lately. Like Fortnite? Probably like Fortnite. Or possibly Minecraft. Or maybe there's a never another base-building video game. Yeah, and it's called The Land That Time Forgot. Yeah. Um, uh, though there were parts where physics would not work that way, mm-hmm. uh, my favorite dino is probably the Pachycephalosaurus, which was the dome-headed one. Uh, you have to respect an animal where running where running headbutts are its primary weapon, which yeah I get that. I think that's the one with like uh, it's got the dome head and then it also has a big like club on its tail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a cool dinosaur. Uh, I always feel like it'd be sad to be the one the, the one dinosaur with like a neck problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you're like I don't feel like, like you guys. I don't want to headbutt. Then I, I'm well, good. But what if it's like a T Rex and so it just looks like it's like oh, giving it's you like... The, the stink eye all the time? It's like ah, <laughs> that's endearing. Yeah. Um, our friend Raleigh writes in. Hello, Raleigh. Uh, Raleigh says favorite type of dinosaur. Well, that's got to be the chicken of the Seasaurus, as cooked on the submarine. It pairs well with malt liquor, which yep. That, Again, it's yeah. clearly just. A fish. Yeah, which also probably pairs well with malt liquor. It depends on the type of malt liquor. It did look good, though, right? Yeah, it did. It did look pretty good. I like mean, it was. It looked like a big, like uh, what uh, swordfish steak. This kind might of. be coming from someone who's had nothing to eat. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but other lesser seafood yes. creatures. Yeah, uh, it did look good, and I would probably pair it with a, a Mickey's instead of a Colt forty five or a. a, a Iron Cobra. Yeah, I'd. Co- yeah, our friend Matthew wrote in. Hello, Matthew. <laughs> that was fun. Um, this is a childhood favorite dinosaur movie of mine, which has lost oh. a lot of its appeal. <laughs> That's fair. Um, this it's epi- like when you watch the Babar movie again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's uh, bad, guys. This episode was my first time seeing it in an unknown length of time. I was pretty sad that I didn't like it anymore. Some things don't change from childhood. However, my favorite dinosaur is still the Triceratops. I really like how that, like, it followed a storyline. It did. Like, uh, it, it went from, like, I used to like this movie, now I don't, but you know what I still like? Triceratops. This would get an A-plus in English class. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, our, pr- our friend Pretty Sci-Fi for a Fly Guy writes Oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. Um, he says, ah, Doug McClure, when William Shatner's too expensive, but Bruce Campbell hasn't been invented yet, except no substitutes. It's a fair, <laughs> fair description of Doug McClure. Uh, when it comes to dinosaurs, I'm a man of simple tastes. As long as it's got huge teeth and no more than 4% frog DNA, I'm good. So most of the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, I think. Um, our friend Paul, uh, not, Paul not Paul, Paul. writes in. Um, he says, uh, See, you're going so fast, it's hard for me to say hello to people. I'm sorry. You're reading really Our fast. friend Paul, not Paul, writes in. Thank you. Hello, Paul, not Paul. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we'll thank each other from now on. Uh, this is a fun episode with an amazing host segment. The Moon 14 Mesozoic Ranch is a genius tier host segment that easily slots into my top five host segments of all time. Ooh. Um, that's cool. Uh, and the movie's okay, too. Doug McClure is uh, not a particularly good action hero. No. But there are some moments. A good, dumb movie is great fodder for riffing. My fa- a lot better with a beard. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, my favorite dinosaur is the Stegosaurus. Love those bony plates. Um, our friend Greg writes in. Hello, Greg. Um, he says, when I was a kid in the mid-70s, I remember the TV spots for this movie. When they showed the scene where the pterodactyl flew away with the caveman in its mouth, I got so freaked out. Scariest thing I saw when I was six. I mean, it can't be a good way to go. Yeah, I, I get um, Maybe? I mean, I guess you get to see a cool view. <laughs> I you're guess. You'd be like, um, see, um, house. Well, um was like on his back, though, so I don't know if um was seeing anything but the sky. Um, see, sky. Yeah, um, see, sky. Um could see from ground. <laughs> this is not particularly wonderful. <laughs> um, I had that with, uh, when I was a young child, um, the wonderful film, The Return of the Jedi, the episode six in the Star Wars uh, franchise. Um, was on television and it was I had no context for this I I believe that I was a child flipping through channels um, and it was just on and I started watching it and it was the scene in Jabba's palace where the Grimorian guard gets dropped down in the Rancor pit and then the Rancor eats him alive Yeah, and I did not know what it was and I changed the channel because I was scared and I, I had that like vision in my I had seen this thing that I could not unsee and I yeah. just like I didn't know how to process it for years and years and then seeing Return of the Jedi the first time it was like this really weird like you're like oh almost this is the thing that's been haunting me yeah yeah and it was like oh this is this is that thing this is that thing that, I know exactly like, what you're talking I've had that with other things I didn't have that the particular scene but I do remember being really really sad that none of the other pigmen cared about that pigmen yeah that was, was almost worse than being eaten by a rancor I feel like that was some of the empathy that I was feeling mm-hmm. toward the uh, the Grimorian it's guard. like it's one thing being eaten by a rancor but it's another thing being eaten by a rancor while your, your friends, friends are cheering yeah, yeah they're like cheering too yeah that's messed up our friend Michael writes in. Hello, Michael. Um, he says, certainly this is the first example of using pterodactyl models on a ceiling fan to simulate flight. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, after watching both this and At the Earth's Core, I may have Doug McClure overload. That's You should get that checked out. You should go to the uh, um, You should get doctor. that checked out. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to have Doug McClure overload. Um <laughs> Uh, my favorite dinosaur, and considering I'm the father of a five-year-old, so it's all about dinosaurs in my house, is the Parasaurolophus. Hmm. I think I said that right. Um, yep, it's all dinosaurs and monster trucks, and in some situations, dinosaurs riding monster trucks. That sounds like a virulent disease. Uh, 
then he posts a picture of the uh, what did I say the parasaurol orifice. Let me see. Um, it's like the the one Aww, with like I the uh, horn one. on its head. Yeah, it's I call that one knobby knobs. Knobby knobby knobs. Yeah. And it finishes with, boy, the standards are low uh, for an action hero in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. And apparently, as long as you can stand up, <laughs> you can stand upright, you're in. Yeah. So thank you to everyone who wrote in. Uh, that is Facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio. Uh, it's a great group. We talk about MSD3K stuff. And uh, I think that, um, yeah, there's, there's just a lot of cool people in our group. Best fan base on the Internet. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to write in um, with any questions or thoughts or anything about any future episodes, please do. Like I said, facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio. We also have a Twitter account. It is twitter.com slash M- or, yeah, twitter.com slash MST3K underscore podcast. Why don't you take a running start? <laughs> no, I did it good. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we also have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Gizmonic. Um, and for a dollar a month, you can get access to our other uh, podcast that we do, which is called Dr. Odd Cinematic Fun Dumpster, where Dr. Odd forces us to watch a bad movie um, every month. And we talk about it, and we make fun of it, and it's a lot of fun. Last month, we watched Tracks with two X's, which was a film about Shadow Stevens, the actor. Not about is starring Shadow Stevens. And he is playing an action hero named Trax, who all he wants to do is bake cookies, but he keeps getting pulled back into action and he murders a bunch of people uh it's supposed to be funny but it's not and it was made for a great episode so that is again patreon.com slash gizmonic it's only a dollar a month it really helps us out uh when you donate and we really appreciate it um and it helps uh us keep doing this show so uh yeah if you can spare the dollar we really appreciate it um and with that, I think that is all I have. Uh, Renee, you have any closing thoughts before we go back to Dr. Odd and our shenanigans? Uh, let it mellow. Let it mellow? Okay. Well, this has been the audio log for MSD3K, Season 11, Episode 7, The Land That Time Forgot. All right, Dr. Odd, we're done. You owe us a Daryl. Yeah, we need a Daryl or a Darrell. Okay. A promise is yep. a promise. And you guys have been extra good lately. Yay! Okay? Mm, yeah. Reward okay. us. You've been making a lot of those delicious sausages for me, so keep them coming. Wait. Mm. Well, okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get Daryl on the phone here. Hang on. Yay! Okay. Okay, I can't wait to talk hey, to you. Hey, hey, welcome to, uh, uh, uh Glee Video Mart. Um, how can I take your video order today? Hey, uh, listen, uh, Daryl. Hey, hey, well, oh, beard guy. Hey, I, you're, the, you're the one who sold me for that bag of dimes to the aliens. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, I remember you said, hey, uh, I've got this, you were like, oh, I've got this captor. Like, sorry, I can't do your voice. And, uh, and like, and, and then y- y- they gave you a bag of dimes, but they're not even real dimes, man. Daryl, can I, can I stop you for a hey, second? Hey, what's up, lady? You are the coolest person in the universe. You are hey, so cool. No, right back at you. Oh, uh, no, no, no. You, yeah. don't be, you don't have to say that, man. No, but seriously, let's be real. Like, you're hey, very hey, cool. Hey, Daryl. Hey. Daryl, here's the thing. You know. Hey, what's up? It was, let's be fair. It was March. It was the month of March. I needed dimes for the March of Dimes. 
No, man, I get it. You gotta have that little baggie filled up, you know what I mean? That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. In modern march, a... all money, all, all currency has to be yeah. in dimes. I don't make the rules. I should have listened to old Julius Caesar, beware the Ides, you know? Nice. <laughs> you know, brother? Beware the Ides. Yeah. Beware the Ides. Beware hey, the hey. Saint Ides of March. Yeah. Hey, Daryl, Daryl, uh, hey, what's up, man? Hey, hey, little guy back there, what's, uh, who's, who's this guy? Uh, Daryl, don't you, uh, don't you recognize me from the, uh, Oh, oh boy, this is gonna be good, this is good and awkward. Uh, I mean, what, the, the Gleebler Video Mart? I mean, you don't look like one of the Zooplers, but, I mean, you, you, uh, uh, No, no, the, uh, the one, the one on Chestnut Street, back in, back on Earth. You know, we used to talk, we used to talk a lot about Die Hard, and, like, is it actually a Christmas movie or not? Oh, you're the Christmas movie Die Hard guy. Yeah! Please. Jeff, that's brutal. What? That I is, know. man. Wow! Did mean, you guys, uh, did you guys exchange friendship bracelets or anything? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, sounds I mean, pretty intense. He just like every time he did the same joke about Die Hard being Christmas. Oh being yeah, Christmas yeah, that's what we know that we know that one. Yeah. Jeff, hey, well, listen, it is. It, it's a Christmas Jeff, movie. It's the best Christmas movie. The what? coolest guy that I've ever seen in the entire universe thinks that you're just a diehard Christmas guy. Yep. I mean, like, well, he would also, he always ate jujubes. Like, Ugh. we had to keep them in stock. I don't even know what those those taste like. Like, they're, they're good. They're like fruit, but they're really chewy. I don't Boy, know. They, you, will I, know just... you will know what they taste like once you eat them, because you'll be, they'll be stuck in your teeth forever. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, that's, that's the appeal. I mean, I can still kind of taste them. Jeff, go sit in the corner and face the wall. And Daryl, mm-hmm. tell me the biggest vape you done ever vaped. All right, so check this. Okay, here here on Gleepcore at the Gleepcore video, we've got these sweet vape rigs. Guess how many ohms they have? Oh man, like, like 10? a billion. Ohms. Oh, a billion. Yeah, uh, yeah. so check check this out. I've got this sweet mint chocolate chip flavored vape. Oh, yeah, oh man, I'm, you, you put that in your mod, bro. Oh, I did. I modded it. I modded it like modded back it? into itself. What what did I took? I took what looks like an old uh, vintage sports car, and then I put my vape rig inside that. So Whoa. I'm like sucking the cotton out of the tailpipe, right? Yeah, and then uh, and then so just I blow this huge cloud, and all of the customers are like gathered around because they're they're essentially like. You know, imagine like uh, like a big sack of fluid filled with like a lava lamp stuff, yeah, but then they got mouth and eyes and stuff, and so they're all like they're all chirping with their beaks at it. I think they're real impressed. And uh, it was, oh, man, that it is, was. That it is was, the I, sign of Daryl. Yeah, he's right. Daryl's right. Yeah. I gotta say, I gotta say, Daryl's pretty cool. And uh, man, I mean, it was just like a day in the life kind of thing. You know, Darryl. I'm just like I'm hey, stocking up the the hey, rewind rack and uh, hey, yeah. Darryl. What's up? What's up? Hey, Daryl. Yeah. Can you, can you teach me to be like you? I mean, you don't you don't teach this sort of thing. It's just kind of yeah, like, I, I don't wake up in the morning like, hey, I'm going to do a bike trick off a fire hydrant. But like, you know, that, that's just what happens sometimes. Wow. Hey, yeah. I notice, I notice you're, uh, you seem to be sucking on a, a Capri Sun pack there the whole time. Oh, yeah, man. No, this is what they feed me. Like, uh, it, it doesn't really taste like Capri Sun. It just kind of tastes like... Uh, like a mixture of like pennies and uh, I mean I guess Capri Sun so yeah so Capri just, like, Sun basically yeah is. yeah I guess it might just be Capri Sun um, <laughs> but you know I, I eat one of these packets and then I just work for like uh, 13 14 hours and then I uh, I do some vape board tricks which is when I vape while I'm on a skateboard Whoa. and do you, ever, uh, do you ever do a uh, like a like a like blow some some sick clouds while you do like like what you do tricks on one of those finger skateboards. 
Oh, so you, you've heard about my new sport that I call hurricaning? <laughs> which yes, is, I have not, yeah, but I you, want no, to you know. Yeah, no, you do some finger skateboard tricks like so fast that it whips your vape cloud up into a, kind of like a, like an east rotating cyclone. And then you Dude, send it over. I gotta tell you, man. I gotta tell yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I would give this whole bag of dimes back right now if I could. Yeah? And I would. I mean, I they, told you not. I told hiring? you I could. Are they hiring really, at the video I store? Mean, no, no, I'm kind of like their only dude, and... Daryl! Well, what yeah. if we swap you out, like an exchange program, and Jeff goes, and he works at Yay. the video store, because his name oh, is Hey, 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 Daryl hey, can I, be a hostage with me. I mean, I... Daryl, do you just... Do they really give you Capri Sun every day? Oh, yeah, man, like, all the Capri Sun I can eat, like, as long as it's not, like, more than two packs, but it is pretty filling. I mean, it's, you know... It, it's it's pretty extreme, I guess. Like Daryl, 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 Oh, you guys, you guys are so nice to me. But uh, yeah, no, no, it's pretty, it's pretty sweet up here. It's pretty chill. I got, I got my own little pad here. It's, it's kind of in the rafters of oh, the Clean Daryl, Loop Daryl. video store. Yeah, what's up? Is that, is that, is that one of the life forms? Oh yeah, right behind me. Yeah. No, yeah, that's my uh, that's my supervisor, Valerie. Oh, it's really big. Yeah. No, I mean she's she's cool. Like uh, she doesn't like when you point out how big she is. I think that's like a Sorry. status thing Sorry. with the Gleep Glorps, but like. It's touching you now. Yeah. No, they don't really uh, understand personal space. And as, as far as I know, uh, Gleep Glorp Video doesn't have an HR department, so there's not really anyone for me to complain to. But you know, I just hey, I'm gonna do vape trick. Check this out. Oh, oh yeah. That is real cool. See that is in the shape of a galleon. That is amazing. Yeah. I, I just, I'm not trying to be a downer because you're no. a real upper, but uh, your color's kind of draining out of your skin. Yeah, yeah no, it just happens. Hey, listen, uh, yeah. we should probably not look at this anymore. I'm starting to feel sad. No, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I just, this, I just, I feel tired every once in a while like this, right when Valerie comes around. But then, then they give me a couple of those Capri Suns. It really peps me back up, yeah, and then well, I do some tricks. Well, it's been, it's been, it's been good. Yeah, Talking yeah. Talking to you, Daryl. Uh, oh. What can I say? You're a dime a dozen. Rock on, man, and, and don't, don't ever let, don't, don't ever let them get you down. <laughs> oh man. But I was, see, don't, yeah. you, don't you feel better now? Uh, I don't have a lot of mixed feelings. I right don't. Now. Now listen, feel I meant good it when I said I meant it when I said he was a dime a dozen. Yeah. yeah, clearly. I just, I just saw I my fourth that's... best friend have his life force drained by you an know, alien blob monster. I think that on the bright side, I still think this was a move up. A move up from what? <laughs> from just being Daryl on Earth, you know, like oh, on yeah, his, on Daryl. He works at. He's the only human there. That probably makes him kind of a celebrity. Uh huh. Um, or uh, like a, a feeding sack. Yeah. Yeah, no, pretty much. Right. I mean, he was pretty much a feeding yeah. sack. I mean, that's yeah. Just, yeah. Oh. Well, you know, I think we've learned an, an important thing here today. Yeah? Not sure what it is. No. I need to go lay down. Yeah, I gotta lay down too. Well, that was fun. I'm gonna go to. Uh, but uh, I guess we'll uh, stay here with you guys in the March of Domes.